We are live. Mr. Bath and get your fish on. How's it going, Steve Chapman? How are you, man? I'm doing well. I missed your uh, Sunday video. I look forward to Sundays, Sunday nights. Yeah. I know, man. I was driving back from the tournament and I was worn out and I just didn't feel like doing it. So, how was how was the how, how did you... um well you know i i here's the thing about tournament fishing i've learned if you catch fish during during a tournament you should not be upset <laughs> 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 because i have had those times where man you you just get skunked and so I'm fortunate that I caught my limit and I even was able to call a fish. And so it was not a disaster by any means, but uh, I will definitely kind of recap the tournament and cause I know some of the guys want to know yeah, and talk about that. Cause it's a pretty special place. And uh, yeah, we got all the regulars in the house. So what what made it special? Was it because it was a kayak fishing tournament? What? Uh, um, oh, there's my nephew, Callan. Oh, cool. What up, Callan? That kid can fish. Cool. Awesome. Um, well, it's, uh, it's the Mississippi River up in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And in that area, there are three pools. Basically, what they, uh, the entire Mississippi River is kind of divided up into these pools from north to south. And in the La Crosse area, there's three pools. Uh, the La Crosse town proper is in pool eight. Then there's a pool north of that, um, kind of the Onalaska is the name of the town, I believe, north of that. And then south is pool uh, nine. And so during the tournaments, and you'll see, if you watch any of the pro tournaments, they fish in the same areas, pool, pool seven, eight, and nine. Uh, so, for whatever reason, that's the most popular, the most popular pools. And they almost always launch out of pool eight, and then to get to pool seven or to pool nine, you've got to go through a lock, and that takes time. And so, uh, there's always some strategery uh, when it comes to the boat to the boat uh, tournaments as to whether they're going to lock through to pool seven or pool nine or stay in pool eight. Yep. Now the beauty of a kayak tournament is you can, uh, you can basically go anywhere you want. All you got to do is take your boat out, load it up and you can drive down to any ramp in pool nine. Oh. So uh, the way uh, kayak tournaments work is any public boat ramp in the, uh, legal waters you can launch in. And, uh, so <clears throat> I started in pool eight because I was running an Airbnb and it was in pool eight and it was right on the water. So I was like, I don't know this. I don't know this lake at all. May as well just fish right here close to home. Yeah. And, uh, it's a, it's, it's not very deep, uh, at least. I mean, there are parts that are deep, but there's tons of shallow, marshy water. There's all these sloughs and backwater creeks, and uh, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, it kind of reminds me of Florida, to tell you the truth. 
Well, how deep is deep? Tons of grass. and oh, well, yeah. there, well, there's lots of spots where it's a foot deep. Oh, yeah, that's my kind of fishing. Yeah, and then and then uh, you know it gets it, it, you, a lot of there's a lot of areas that are deeper than that, but many many times uh, my my paddle could easily touch the bottom. Speaking of paddles, I lost my paddle on the lake. Did you really? Yeah, I don't know what happened to it. I just look up and the thing's gone. Don't they float? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know if this one floats or not. It disappeared on me. Uh, so. so you were up the creek without a paddle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, fortunately, my kayak has a trolling motor on it. Oh, okay. But you need a paddle, man. I mean, you just do. Um, there's just so, so many times. So I had to go buy a paddle. How much was a paddle? Uh, well, you, a, a super cheap crappy paddle you can get for about 50 bucks. Okay. Did you buy a super cheap crappy? Paddle? No, no, no. You went, what, what, how much was the one you bought? It was about a hundred. Okay. That isn't that bad then really. The one that I lost was 300. So I, I got, uh, I had a deal with boat boards years ago. So I have a like $3,500 boat board, paddle board wow. in, the, in the garage. Wow. But when they sent everything, uh, they sent me like the uh, life vest that's not a real life vest, but then they sent me like a oh yeah, yeah. four or $500 paddle too that's carbon Kevlar that weighs like four ounces. And oh my goodness. It was ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. My wife needed this uh, yeah. paddle board and it's been used once by her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fishing with Gramps. I lost the bending uh, branches pro angler paddle. Yeah, painful, painful. So, you know, and I don't know where I lost it. If I, you know, I've I've dropped the paddle before accidentally, and you can recover it quickly if you know if you see it. Yeah, I never even saw it come off. Yeah, so. once it gets on that water, probably if it's glassy, it probably just blends completely in. Yeah, yeah. And you're not standing above the water like when we go flat, right? Where you right. can look down, you're you're eye level. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, how was practice? Were you catching fish during practice? Well, uh, kind of. And here's why I say kind of. On the cross, there are guys that uh, they'll say, "I caught a hundred fish today," you know. And I didn't have any days like that. My best day was maybe 12, 13 fish. And uh, the uh, first day, I just started, you know, fishing, looking for water, looking for fish, just throwing search baits mostly. And I've done a lot of research on the type of baits and lures that work up there. The swim jig is really popular. The chatter bait's popular. Uh, You know, any kind of moving baits, topwater baits. And, uh, so I started with the swim jig and the chatter bait and, uh, I didn't get many bites and I was surprised by that. No, the shad were everywhere. The shad were just busting like crazy everywhere you looked. I mean, it, there were places, there were coves and pockets. I'd go back in and it looked like it was raining. There was just so much shad activity. And of course, when there's that much shad activity, uh, sometimes it's hard to get the bass interested in biting. That may have been part of the problem, but, uh, 
one of the issues, uh, uh, one of the reasons I can't use that as an excuse is that there were other guys who caught plenty of fish in the same environment. So, uh, booster, uh, it is a good idea to secure your paddle with a cord. I don't do that normally. And, uh, I paid the price for it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't do it because it's just I, to tether tether crap. It just drives me crazy having to deal and fight with the with the tethers. Same with my rods and stuff. I don't tether my rods. Uh, that's stupid. I mean, I'll openly admit it. Now, what I do use, I have some of the uh, rod holders though that you can drop them in the rod holder, and then it has like a little cover. You twist the cover, and it basically locks your rod in place, so that if you dumped over. It's not going to come out. Yeah. Um, I, knock on wood, I've only dumped my boat one time in all the years that I've kayak fished. So I'm not super careless, but I mean, there are times when, when it's going to happen and you just got to kind of, you got to kind of roll the dice there. So did I catch fish the first day? Um, I noticed these, these shad were busting everywhere and I threw the swim jig around them a lot and I couldn't get bit. So what I did that next was I took a, an underspin with a little swim bait and tried to uh, throw that in the, in the schools of shad. Now, if, if you're not familiar with, there, there may be some guys on here who aren't familiar with, with uh, shad. And I know I, I, there was a time when I didn't know what it was about, but basically if you go into the water, you'll see that them kind of, popping everywhere they're they're skittering and popping and hopping everywhere uh if it's just a very normal pattern of them doing that what that tells you is that there's no fish after them uh when a fish comes up after them they go crazy they start hopping and flying everywhere and a lot of times you'll even see the fish kind of surface you know as they're as they're attacking the bait so until you see that going on Throwing your lure in a bunch of shad doesn't, <laughs> you can do it if you want, but it's probably not going to catch you many fish. Mm-hmm. And trying to chase those schools around when a fish is busting on it is really kind of foolish. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a cat and mouse game that, that you really should not bank on in a tournament. But that was about the only way I could get a bite. I would watch, and when the when the fish, when I saw some fish activity on the shad, I would throw my lure in there, and I would get bit. As soon as it would calm down, you wouldn't get any bites, you know. Uh, and and so that swim bait was working, but it, there was a couple of things that was not doing for me. It wasn't catching me a ton of fish, and it wasn't catching me big fish. The limit size is twelve inches there, so. And in kayak fishing, the kind of uh, creme de la creme that you're shooting for is a 20-inch fish. If you could get five 20-inch fish, that's 100 inches, you are going to win. Uh, you know, 80, 85 inches, I think, is what won this tournament. It was just uh, for one day? Yeah, just a one-day one day deal. How many practice days did you have before? Three. Three? Mm-hmm. So you're out there for four days. I mean, did you feel like you learned – something in the process of, of fishing the tournament and how many yeah. people were in it 91 oh wow that's a big tournament 91 and i came in 53rd place so you're middle of the road that's not that yeah. bad it's not terrible in that 
I've never really fished the water before. I had to figure it out on my own without any help from anybody. And I, and I did find fish and I did catch fish. I just didn't find the big fish. That was, that was my problem. Yeah. Uh, but I had a really good time. The water is amazing. That fishery is just incredible. It's so diverse and so different than anything else I've ever fished. Uh, it, it was a blast. And I did try a new bait up there, for me anyway, that I was going to show you guys. That uh, I know some of you guys have fished this before, but I'd never fished it before. And it caught me my biggest fish on the tournament. Mr. Bass chasing bass is frustrating when they bust and laugh at you after you move. That's for sure. No doubt. Okay. So, uh, check this out. Gary Yamamoto, the cowboy. How many of you guys have fished with the cowboy? It's a fairly new bait. I don't know how many years old it is now, but you know, it's it it came out what a couple of years ago maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 what I would call a fairly new bait, the cowboy. Probably a year and a half maybe. Okay. Now the cowboy, this is the cowboy. This is what the cowboy looks like. This part of the body right here is the same as the flapping hog, but what's different is they've got these massive uh crawdad pincher like things and you you tear, tear them apart like this and this thing is massive in the water it, it really isn't and i caught my biggest fish of the tournament on this thing i put it on a biffle head and uh and caught now, now i'm just going to show you compared to some other typical lures how big this thing is all right this is a rage craw everybody knows what a rage craw is they've been around forever and a rage craw is a relatively large crawdad in the fishing world. Look how it compares to the cowboy. Yeah. The cowboy is a lot bigger. Uh, let me show you next to a chigger craw. Chigger craw is also a very well-known crawdad bait. They have two sizes, the three inch and the four inch. I'll show you. The four inch, the big boy, compared it's to the cowboy. That's what she said. <laughs> Check that out. Oh, yeah. The cowboy is still enormous. And uh, I really, I, I'm, I don't know of many crawdad style lures that have this big of appendages. I mean, it, it, it's huge. Yeah. So pretty, pretty cool bait. I was really, really happy with, with it on a biffle head and I'm going to, I'm going to fish with this a lot more. I, I really liked it a lot. Yeah. The tail's got great action. Everything moves. That's, that's the, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, it's typical Yamamoto stuff. It tears up pretty quick. It doesn't last long, but anyway, it was, uh, it was a very, yeah, still good. Uh, well, I was happy that I caught my limit and didn't get skunked. didn't, uh, what I wish I had done is fished. Uh, uh let, let me tell you my strategy, what I ended up doing. So first day I fished pool eight, second day 
I thought I need to explore more of Pool Eight because mm -hmm. I did, you know, in a kayak you can't cover a ton of water anyway. So the second day I fished in Pool Eight, and after the second day I said to myself, "Man, I wonder if seven or nine's any better because Pool Eight has been brutal to me." So uh, that night I spent a ton of time on the internet, and it looked like there was a lot of people uh, were saying uh, Pool Eight's good, but seven and nine are definitely better. So I started poking around in pool and investigating pool nine. And I said to myself, I'm going to go to pool nine. Several people had told me, uh, that sand drops were what you wanted to fish. And, uh, I don't know what a sand drop is now. I kind of, I mean, I know what, I know, I know what a, a sandy area is near drop offs. Right. I mean, that's basically what they're talking about, but I'm not, uh, we don't have sand drops where I live, you know? So yeah. in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, a sand drops just got to be sandy spots, you know, big open sandy patches that are near drop-offs where there's elevation changes. So I go out to pool nine with my kayak and I say to myself, I'm going to look for sand drops in pool nine. And if I really start getting bit, then I'll go fish the tournament here. So, there's only one problem with trying to locate sand drops on a waterway. You need <laughs> electronics. Yeah. You need electronics. Now Jacob, I have, you have Jacob's phone number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to call Jacob. Jacob, hook me up, buddy. Uh, well, I've got a fish finder and it worked fine. The first two days I oh. get on the water, I get on the water, push off the dock, turn my fish finder on, nothing happens. Uh, I'm like, what? You got to be kidding me. How, what's going on here? It's everybody I, else's fault too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I knew I charged the battery. I perp intentionally charged the battery that night. So I, I, I knew it wasn't that. I tried everything I could to get that thing going. I, I, I go back to the ramp and sure enough, my fuse is not blown. It's cracked. And happen? I don't know, I don't know how it got cracked. Who knows? And wouldn't you know, I didn't have a spare fuse with me. Mm. So I'm out here in pool nine. It's just full of these little sloughs and backwater areas and creeks and channels. And it's so frigging easy to get lost out there. Oh yeah. I mean, so easy. So I did have uh, my phone and I could use my, you know, like a map app on my phone. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, I'll try that and, and go out away. So I fished for half a day out there without any electronics. So there was no way I could locate the sand drops. I couldn't, I couldn't find them. I didn't know where they were. So I just randomly fished, which was, you know, a total waste of time for half a day. And then, then I said to myself, I have got to go get me a um, yeah new a fuse. I yeah. got to go get me a fuse for tournament day tomorrow. Yeah. That's a must. Uh, Mr. Bass, I just purchased two hundred amp hour lithiums, three thirty eight each. Dude, that is a deal. I've got a hundred amp hour lithium for my trolling motor. They're great. In fact, I've got the uh, I think it's called Battleborn. And get this, Steve. I have a little switch on my battery. I flip that switch on and my phone will connect to the battery 
and it will tell me on my phone how uh, how well charged my oh, battery is. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. I have an optimal sponsorship, so I, I, I don't worry about batteries. Oh, man. That's that's a great deal. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I loaded up the kayak, went and got my fuse, uh, got, got all that fixed, got everything working. And then uh, I was out of practice time. So I said to myself, okay, I could go on tournament day. I could go down to pool nine and try to find sand drops, not really even know what I'm looking for, or I can spend my tournament fishing pool eight where I at least caught fish. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I, I'm just about positive. This is not going to help me win, but at least I won't, I won't, uh, fall on my face. At least I'll get a limit. You know, the odds are I'll get a limit and who knows I could get lucky. I could land some big fish. You never know. Yeah. So that's what I did. I played it safe. I stayed in pool eight. I did catch fish. In fact, I had my first three fish within 30 minutes. So oh, nice. That was pretty, that was pretty good. I thought, Oh man, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've already got my, I've already got ha over half my limit. And it's only 30 minutes in. So that was good. Uh, so you'll continue to do more of them? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to do more of those. It was really, really fun. And that was really my first one. You know, all my other tournaments have always been in boats, mostly as co-anglers. I mean, I have done some club tournaments and stuff as myself out of my boat. But uh, I like uh, having control of the water. I like going and finding my own fish. And I like, uh, the one thing I like about kayak tournaments that I, I really don't like about boat tournaments is I hate takeoff in the morning. Oh gosh. Yeah. You know, with all the crowds and trying to, and the, and the parking nightmares and trying to get your, get all your tackle to the right boat. And there's just tons of headaches the, the only thing I really dread about tournament fishing in boats is all of, is from the time you wake up in the morning till the time you're actually in the boat ready to launch. All that stuff is just chaos. It's sure, sure chaos. The beauty of a kayak tournament, you just go to any ramp and put yourself in. It, it's great. You use an app to check in. As soon as you get on the water, you check in and say, I'm here. And you're good to go, man. There's no chaos. There's no turmoil. There's, there's, it, it's great. Did you film, did you like put the GoPro on or whatever and film the, the whole day? Um, I didn't film the whole day, but I did film, I did film all of my fish catches. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Do you have to do it that way or is there, cause I guess no. you have some sort of token that you got to put in each picture or something. Oh, uh, well, the way you submit the fish is there. They have an app. Uh, there's two different major apps out there. There's one called Fishing Chaos, and there's another one called Tourney X. Mm -hmm. And uh, whichever tournament circuit you're fishing with, they will tell you you have to use Tourney mm -hmm. X or whatever. So in this case, it was a Tourney X tournament. You go to the Tourney X website. You find the tournament. You click in and check in. And then if you have paid, you'll have access. You'll have authorization to get in. And then all you do is every time you catch a fish, you go to the app, you take a picture of the fish in the app and uh, on your measuring board. 
And then there's a place where you enter how big the fish is. So like if I had a 15 inch fish, I would take a picture of it on the board so that you could see it's 15 inches long. And then I actually enter 15 inches and then you submit. And then when it goes to them, they open it up and they verify that the fish really is 15 inches. Yeah. And they also, there's the fence, the fish's mouth has to be touching the fence and the fish's mouth has to be closed. And, yeah. you know, there's all these things. They verify all that is. And, and, and if it all checks out, they enter it and you're good to go. We have a, we have a tournament coming up starting next month. It, we've done it for 14, 15 years. It's, we call it the Shad and Crappy Derby because the shad start to run here maybe the end of middle of January. And they're just so much fun to go use you know, little shad flies or whatever. And they get 20, if you get a 20, 21 incher, you're in good shape for the year. Oh yeah. But you get the, the specs or crappie, whatever you want to say. And you have to take a picture, have a closed mouth, submit. The, it's the same kind of thing, but a lot of kayak fishermen do it. A lot of kayak fishermen do it. So it's, it's really, it's really positive. And it's a free tournament for like four and a half months. And oh, yeah, yeah. And, and they usually have some pretty good prizes for the people. They used to have a, a division for pros and and because I did a radio show I had to be in the pro category. Oh really? Like, that that just stinks. <laughs> uh so I I, I like, like fish for one weekend and then I was like you know, I'm not I'm not tournament like like guides that are out there pros. every day. I'm like yeah, I, yeah. I'm not gonna beat that. Yeah. Crazy. I, it's funny you're talking about uh, you were talking about how there were all those sh- those shad in that area, yeah. Uh, and and years a, a few years ago, well, every year, uh, the the DOA has a writers conference, and the writer and the writers and media get invited, and they it's like an all expense weekend for you. It's it's about you know, like I get invited to the Strike King ones, but the DOA ones really, really good because Mark Nichols shows up and some of the pros show up. But they, they one year they did it and it was exactly during our one of our uh, mullet runs, and the mullet were just as thick as I mean you could see them for a mile down the shoreline. Just as many, I mean, tons and tons of finger mullet. I mean, probably millions, if not billions of really them were, were just on the edges so in, in the in this in this writers conference they have a, a day that's a tournament day and i'm like i'm not really into the tournament but the, but mark is like you got to go do it and everyone has to use doa lures so they have piles of them for everyone to just go okay i want 50 of these i want 10 of these so uh-huh. i'm watching all of it and i'm like okay i just want Everyone's taking like because they know it's the mullet run. They're like taking all of the mullet, anything that's a <laughs> swim bait. And then there's, yeah. I can't even tell you how many people are 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 watch are, are not grabbing the, the shrimp. And I'm like, what? There's like forty of us. I'm like, I'm. I can tell you right now, I am. I am only throwing a shrimp. So I get on this boat with this guy, and another writer, and I proceed to, and I'm not joking, put on a physical clinic on how to cast, how to catch fish. And the really, guy, I mean, it was unbelievable. The guy, I get on the boat and the guy's like, what are you going to throw on? I'm like, I'm going to throw a shrimp. He's like, it's the mullet run. I'm like, look, all I'm going to try to do. And this is what I was going to tell you was try to be something different 
than yeah. what all these fish are seeing. Yeah. They're, they're seeing a ton of mullet go by. Maybe what they're going to pick up on is that everyone always says match the hatch, but occasionally you need to do something yeah. different. Yes. So I think when, when, when we came back in, I think, and I could be wrong, and I'm trying not to over-exaggerate, I think I beat second by 57 fish. <laughs> and I came so in. You just like, crushed them on the shrimp. I mean, I caught tarpon, I caught snook, I caught jacks, trout, redfish. I mean, it was just like the super day. And and to make matters worse, the guy that was with me in the boat, uh, I won't mention his name because I know he watches, and I know he's watching right now. Um, <laughs> he uh, he caught like three fish all day, and and I was like. I'm going to just say his name, Ron, just use one of my shrimp. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, it, it isn't going to work. And then after I had caught so many, I was like, he was like, how many did you have? I'm like, I only took three with me for the whole day. And he's like, just give me one. And he only caught three fish for the whole day. It was like something magical happened. But I was, wow. and of course I was going against all these guys that were pros and Blair Wiggins and all these Shimano people. And it was just like, it was it was wonderful, but then I came in and I'm like, I felt bad for like <laughs> destroying everybody. Everyone kept coming over me. What did you do wrong? Like, I used a shrimp really slow, and uh, I, I don't awesome. remember. What, I don't even remember what I won. I, I imagine it was some sunglasses and hats and shirts and rods and reels and stuff like that. But it was it was the second. I, I mean, I've only been in three tournaments in my three, three of like that. I I did one with. Uh, the FOA, the Florida Outdoor Riders, I came in first in that one for most, you know, same thing that you did, most inches of bass. Yeah. We went four hours. I had 226 inches of bass in four hours. Holy cow. Uh, so I won first place on that. And then uh, I came in second place in like a paying tournament on Lake Toho. And I said, the guy that I went with, I said, look, we need to go right here. And he's like, why? And I'm like, I fished here with Scott Martin. There's two grass. There's two giant trees. If you can just, if I can get my like perpendicular, I can find these trees because we didn't have electronics. I I know where we should be, and we just sat on the trees and just yanked them out. We came in second place, and we won like fifteen hundred dollars. Dude, maybe you should start tournament fishing. And it was awesome. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Let's answer some answer some some of the comments yeah, here. Uh, Alex, I was fishing, uh, Mississippi river up in, uh, lacrosse, George. Uh, yeah, you know, I carry, I carry spare fuses with me all the time. Uh, it was one of those deals where just total brain fart. I couldn't believe I didn't have any with me. You know, some pros bring backup trolling motors yeah, in their boat. I know it. It's crazy. Um, and one thing I, I need to, one thing I really need to start doing is bringing a spare uh, prop blade. I don't, I'm not going to you know, obviously you can't yeah. put bring a spare, but with uh, in, it's inevitable at some point you're going to get your line wrapped around your trolling motor, and that happened to me this time. Uh, and uh, you just never know when you're going to lose something. That little nut, that little washer, yeah. you know, all those little things that that go into that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Matthew, don't have it yet. Uh, can answer your question. 
George, uh, I did not get myself any cheese curds. I didn't hardly eat out at all, man. I stayed at Airbnb. I brought myself some sandwich stuff, and I was mostly just fishing. Some, hey, uh, I got your lures, George. You you had some Uncrustables, you mean? Yeah, I had Uncrustables, too, the strawberry version. Oh, dude, you got to have the grape version. No, I usually no, get the, I usually no. Get, the grape's excellent, uh, and I've always got the grape, but this little store I went to only had strawberry, and it was they were great, too. No. That yeah. was why you did bad. you got to have grape. <laughs> old, George, old George uh, in the comments here, he sent me a couple of lures this week. Nice. I was going to show you guys. George H. George H. sent me. This is one of your favorites here, uh, Steve. Can we talk about Monster Bass for just a few minutes? <laughs> George, buddy. <laughs> thank you. I am sending this to Steve. No. no. Uh, hey, this isn't a bad color. Got a little oh, no, no. And honestly, that's not a bad bait. It actually walks fairly decent. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Patriot. Uh, which version? Out. Patriot 3. Oh, okay. And, and the reason he sent me this is I have the one and the two, but I don't have the three. And George was nice enough to send me the three. I had a great conversation with Rick on Monday. You did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I could say the thing that I was told. <laughs> I can tell you, after our conversation, their website has changed. It now says every month you'll receive the best baits for your area of the country where you fish. Mm. Instead of saying we put the best baits on the market in your box. Awesome. So he obviously listened to me. Hats well, off good. to Rick. Good, good, good. But that was my one of my many few things. And say, I appreciate everyone. I, I need, just need to make this very clear. I appreciate everyone watching the videos and being and just getting an honest opinion of what my thoughts are. There's a little people. <laughs> I've had only one person, B nuts or whatever his name was, lame nuts or whatever his name is, question where I am in the grand scheme of the industry. And and really, what it comes down to is that. I've been in this industry for 26 years. I used to do a bunch of stuff uh, for other marketing people, for companies, all these people. And, and I did that video and I had five companies reach out to me and a ton of pro staff from Monster Bass. And while I appreciate everyone listening to it, you guys need to make up your mind on if you want to do be in Monster Bass or you don't. That okay, here, here. let's ask a question here. I got to okay. ask this question. Okay. All right, guys, in the comments, if you have made a purchasing decision about Monster Bass because of Steve. Oh, good question. In other, in other words, have you subscribed because of Steve or have you canceled because of Steve? Put in the comments. Now, be as honest as possible. If not, perfect. But this is a scientific experiment here. We're trying to find out how much he's influenced you guys. So just let us know in the comments. Either yes, I subscribed, or yes, I quit, or no. 
I don't ever listen to Steve. I don't care about Steve's opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I was going to, George, I actually have a spare paddle. It's a collapsible little paddle that I usually take with me. And of course I didn't put it in the boat either, but uh, I do carry one because I've, I've had a couple of times where uh, on my big boat where the trolling motor died and the motor died and you needed a little help with the paddle. Um, I know George, no curds. Can you believe it? Did you throw the spinner bait? Uh, the water clarity up in, in, in uh, lacrosse is what I would call tannic. It's, <laughs> it's, it's very similar to Florida water. It's dark. Uh, it's, de- it's got visibility. It's definitely got visibility. It's not muddy, but it's kind of a stained, stained water. Yeah. Oh man. Texas Huntsman thinks Uncrustables are nasty. Oh, and he's a good dude. Well, everyone has their opinion. It's all right. <laughs> they do. Everybody's got their opinion. All right. Let's go on down here. Alan, love that video about monster bass. Best baits. How about that? Uh, let's see. I I, I mean, I, I had some some stuff on that. Uh, I'm just curious as to why most of their pros are sponsored by other companies. Is it loyally sold that easily? Uh, I think a lot of people are looking for something for nothing. I mean, if you can get a discount on one of the Monster Bass bags, then good for you. Uh, I, if it saves you some money, but the problem that you have is that you ha- it, it at times it does come with uh, responsibility of of being a little bit nicer. Uh, no offense to the Bass Hick one. I got I caught one I I caught one bass with that Bass Hick spinnerbait this month, and then it ran sideways. And what kind of spinnerbait? How good is that bait if it runs sideways after one bass? Uh huh. Uh, and one two pound bass at at most. So I just kind of try to. I so the little to, little B says he wouldn't subscribe. Well, there's a lot of people that that don't subscribe. I, I, George I, says George says you don't influence me at all. Yeah, that's all right. I don't think George knows who I am, so that's all right. All right, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, we're more interested in. Did you decide to cancel because of Steve? Yeah, there was a bunch of people that canceled because of me. Yeah, that's that's uh, been subscribed since they launched. Got big into YouTube, but I do love Steve's honesty. Tried yeah, for- booster, I couldn't retune retune it. It bent the 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 uh, blade, not the blade, the main whatever thing it is there. And after that happened, it just was. If I'm going to tune it that much. Uh, there's a lot of better ones out there that I can. Uh, so, uh, Gramps, what are you asking? Wait a minute, there? Did you see what your wife put? Personally, oh. I make every decision in my life based on Steve's opinion. See, this woman is smart. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> hey, Fisherman 83, good to see you. And he's loyal. Honestly, is loyalty sold that easily? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. Uh, uh, Gramps, unfortunately, in this industry, uh, there's way too many that people that will will, you know, say whatever they want to get something for for nothing. I mean, in my opinion, most most pro anglers, their handshake is this. 
This is their yeah. handshake. It yeah, yeah, cool. right. What are you giving right. me? Right. And I'm not that way. I mean, I'll be yeah. honest. You'll never hear me say anything bad about Shimano or a lot of people. But at the same time, I don't try to go out and 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 work uh, and and just over promote those people. Okay, Steve's talking about Alex there, I guess. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's a good question. Uh, I think one thing you will see with lots of people who are sponsored, though, they do have kind of what you would call companies that kind of cross each other. So it's very, it's. I think in some ways it's it's unrealistic to say uh, I'm I'm going to be sponsored by Monster Bass, but I won't be sponsored by anybody else. Now I do get it. If you were to say, I want a full monster bass sponsorship from, and, and I also want to be sponsored by a bunch of other lucky and mystery and all the others as, yeah. you know, that, that would, that would be a conflict. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think anyone really, really probably does that. I know. Yeah. There's also a difference between, you know, identify what sponsorship is, because listen, I'm telling you, I don't consider being a team member being sponsored. Uh, there are so many companies out there who literally, they look at you as a means to sell product to you in addition to, uh, and, and they don't really care if you, and I'm not saying Monster Bass is this way. I'm just saying, uh, uh, like, for example, there are companies out there who will literally put 100,000 people on their pro staff in order to get them to buy their product. And what do they get? What do they get for being on that pro staff? They get a discount. And I'm talking z very, very small discount. Uh, they get a very, very small discount on the product. And you can call yourself a member of the pro staff and you can buy all of their swag and wear it, and you got to pay full price for all their all their hats and everything. That's well, not you, you get a dis you get a discount at, at there's. I was told by Lefty Cray there's three types of pro staff, and really yeah. the first one is a promotional staff. You're not really mm -hmm. pro. Mm -hmm. You get lures at a discount, and you mm -hmm. have to promote that product. Then the second step is to have a a pro staff level where you get the product for free and you don't, you know, then you promote it too. And then the third level is that you get, you get paid the product for free and you get a check every month. Yeah. And that's a whole different level of, of things. And, and I'll be honest, Rick has done an absolute magnificent job at marketing and getting these people, these little, uh, these little YouTube people, content creators to help promote his box. And He's one of the best, he is he, one of the best. He is probably the best, but uh, you have to remember that those, those people, most of them are generally, they're, they're not going to say no offense to them. They're not going to say the truth about how they feel about certain lures. They're given a lure, like no offense to the Mad Max to even contemplate that, they don't, they don't, Rick will say, we don't have a lure manufacturer. We went someplace and said, we want this lure to look like this and that's it. And then yeah. we added our own color. Yeah. The Mad Max is almost an identical clone to the dual realities. Uh, to be honest, hold on. Cause I've, 
I'm almost finished with the popper video. And I will say, the Mad Max, unbelievable with accuracy for casting. The best one so far. But for casting distance, it's horrible. So, so you're saying the Mad Max, it, actually, it's easy to put it where you want to put it. Yeah. So I'm going to try to hide something because it'll tell which one is which. Well, it doesn't matter. <coughs> which one's which? Um. Oh, I know which one's which. Yeah, there's one telling detail. Yeah, yeah, there's one way to tell for sure. But look at those two lures. Now, mind you, look at the cup. Yeah, yeah. I've measured these all the way around. The cup, the length, the the this right here. Mm -hmm. There is no difference. Wow. Zero. Even Oh, the sound. yeah. Yeah, they sound the same, don't they? Only difference is red hook. Red hook. Yeah, red hook's monster bass. And it's got a different <gasps> Got it in your hand? Mm, that's a sharp one. And it's got a different uh, uh whatever that line tie. Thing. Yeah, line tie. Is this a good bait? Yeah, it's gonna it it seems to do real well. It's accurate as hell. I mean it is accurate. Um it just doesn't go as far. It needs to be just a little bit uh, heavier, I think. I think but I mean that's the dual realis, and that thing is spot on to the other one. And he'll he'll say, you know, I've I, I don't know if I mentioned this. You know, he he talked about how they, he had 5,000 people write in and say, you know, you need to change this, this, and this. No offense to any of the 5,000 people. They're not lure designers either. <laughs> and there's a drastic difference if you say, oh, it needs to be the, the back hook needs to be moved back two millimeters, or it needs to be a little bit heavier here and there. Us normal people don't, don't have that, don't know those things. A professional lure designer does, and I, but I'm not. I don't need to get into that. I think the lure is still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, you know, I hope that we influence you to buy or not buy. I mean, as YouTubers, you know, one of the things that makes us valuable in the marketplace is to be able to influence you. I think one of the things that Steve and I try to do, though, is we try to be as honest as we possibly can because. We're not going to sell out just to sell a product. You know, if we like a product, we're going to tell you. If we don't like a product, we're going to tell you. And I've been I've and, been asked to be on a lot of their a lot of people's pros. Uh, yeah, a lot. But yeah. I, I feel like if I do that, that I have to be a little bit more kind. Yeah, I know yeah. that sounds crazy, but uh, yeah. Well, Grant said it. I'd rather we influence Monster Bass to be better. That's what I, in my conversation that was 40 some odd minutes with, with Rick was really about that. It was about um, not, not telling us consistently that you're putting the best baits on the market in our box because that isn't the truth because Bass Hick, Lunker Candy, Lunker Hunt, uh, no offense to Monster Bass, but the Monster Bass isn't even the best brands on the market. Um, they make a great bait, but is it the best? I mean, would you rather have a dual realis or a monster bass uh, popper? 
I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, here's here's something else too. You know, I've kind of thought about this because there was a time when Lucky was good, you know, and then now we pretty much all hate Lucky. There was a time when Monster Bass was just crushing it, and I thought I thought to myself, uh, there's still a whole lot about Monster Bass I really like. There's a, a whole lot about Monster Bass I think a lot of people like, but I know that part of the turning point for some people was when they started producing their own lures and putting their own lures in the box. Mm-hmm. We'll take a, take something like Bass Baits Monthly right now. Well, those of us who subscribe to Bass Baits Monthly and really like Bass Baits Monthly, uh, what, how would our opinion change if next month we open up the Bass Baits Monthly box and three of the lures in that box were new lures made by Bass Baits Monthly? Well, probably it would depend on the lures, but I think there's just something in our head where we kind of mentally say to ourselves, wait a second, I want name brand stuff. And now I've got the Bass Baits monthly brand, you know, now I got the Warriors brand. Mm-hmm. And then it makes you start asking, well, where, are the Warriors baits any good? I've never heard of them. I've never seen them. I've never tried them. I don't know about who anybody who fishes with them. Are they any good? Uh that that probably has something to do with it, you know. And then, yeah. th- then you know, the other piece is kind of what you've said is you don't like, you don't like. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you you don't appreciate a fifteen dollar crankbait if you don't think it's really a fifteen dollar crankbait. It wasn't. I mean, a month later, uh, two weeks later, it was twelve dollars. Uh, I, uh, Rick and I talked about this. One of the things that I think you can name a, a, a quality name product by where it's sold. I mean, some places are only, I understand some things are only sold on their own website, mm-hmm. but in, the, in most of these cases, these baits are not even sold on their own website. They're sold through the monster bass website. Yeah. They're yeah. Sold on tackle warehouse or, yeah. or those kind of places. And I think that's where you, you get the the whole thing of is it really a quality product, and you know that the la- that last bag. I mean, I, I went through it. I, I I think I had like of the the year this year, I had twenty three baits that I just didn't know what, who they were. And I'm not saying I'm not going to know anybody because look at me. I didn't know Robo Worm, but uh, I mean, you know, there's going to be some. You shouldn't I don't admit know. that. You shouldn't admit that very often. But we're consistently getting the uh, and, and 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 the other one. So uh, I I have one month left. The monster bat uh, monster bass left. I'm 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 hoping that next, as he keeps telling me, next year is going to be a whole different year for them. They're gonna they've got great ideas and a whole bunch of stuff that they have coming out. And and if I have to resubscribe, I'll resubscribe. But at this point in time, it's just not for me. Well, the other thing too is um, even the good stuff I kind of get tired of. Like, for example, I, I I got my super sick sack this month. And to tell you the truth, when I opened it up, I, I did a video. I haven't even published a video yet uh, because I've got problems with my camera. My, my I've recorded my entire video and then my SD card won't yeah. download. Uh but I'm going through the super sick sack, which every lure in it is fantastic. There's nothing wrong with the lure. Here's what's wrong with it, though. 
I've already got 10 of every single lure in this bag. That's why they I don't, don't subscribe to Sixth Sense. They don't have, they've got more variety. And for some reason, they're not putting enough variety in the sacks. And that's probably a financial decision to be my guess. But I don't need any more Crush 25s or Crush 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 Mini 25Xs. They've given me a hundred of those things this year, and uh, I'm I'm just almost to the point where six cents is kind of boring to open. Now, when they went through and they were giving out Axis 2.0s and stuff, I was happy about that because that was new. Um, but I don't know. It's uh, Variety's a good deal, you know, especially when you're buying something every single month, you know. You, well, six cents can't make that many lures in one year to even get that. And in, in, in here recently, their crush, I think that was in that one crush, isn't that it? Hold on. Dude, go to no, their website. Go it's to crazy. their website, though, and go to the website. And at the top, they have this banner that says hard bait, soft plastics, Vega frog. Just scroll over hard baits. There, there's 50 lures there at least. Plus they've got the frogs. Plus they've got the jigs. Plus they've got their soft plastics. They could mix it up more. Like for example, soft plastics, the flush 5.2 soft jerk bait. I've never gotten one of those in a six super six set. It's I've a beautiful bait too. I've never gotten a whale 4.5 swim bait. Beautiful I've, bait too. I've never gotten the hogwalla. They always give you either the prawn or the stroker craw. That's all they ever give you. Uh, that, might be, that might have a lot to do with what they get in. I know they've had issues getting lures in recently. Yeah. Yeah. The same with the worms. Uh they put the Ned Fry in there, the Clout, the Divine Shaky Worm, but I've never gotten a Ridge Worm ever. Not ever. What is going on with those guys? And maybe that's what it is, you know. And the, and the same thing, you can, I can go down the list of their – I've only gotten a jerkbait one time. You know how many jerkbaits they make? They make the Provoke 106, the Hyper Jerk 70, the Hyper Jerk 70 SW, they make uh, a hyper jerk topwater. Uh, they've got multiple jerk baits. I've only gotten one in all the time I've subscribed with those guys. The flush, those that flush and the whale, those are great baits. Those those were one of my two favorite baits that they had come out last year. I, I was when they they came out and sent them to me. I started fishing them. They just float perfectly and they glide so nicely in the water that it's nice. Yeah, well, I wouldn't know because it's never come in my sack. <laughs> Look, Jeez. you get those beautiful bags every month. That's a great thing. Yeah, that fantastic felt bag. What a freaking! I mean, I've, I've already said about my the felt bags. What a crock! I mean, maybe maybe the felt bag could be used for something. If you got a good suggestion for the felt bag, put it in the comments because I got three hundred of them. I got to <laughs> figure out. I got to figure out what to do with those things. Uh, and you're the king of you're the king of subscription boxes. I know. I'm about to change all that. <laughs> it's hard Jeez, to do. Please. Put your crown royal in it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Rick and I had a great conversation. Uh, well, my problem. Like my pro It doesn't like a crown royal.
make a quilt. You're right. Lear Home Inspection Services. I could make a six cents quilt. I, I'm in quilt country, man. The biggest quilt company in the world is in my part of the town. It's called Missouri Star Quilt Company. I ought to take them in there and say, hey, could you guys make me a quilt, a six cents, super six sack quilt, and make it in the shape of a big six. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah funny, funny. Condo, yeah. Well, it was, it was fun. Uh, we were going to talk about fall transition of baits, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I just out of curiosity, how much more time do you have till it gets so cold that you can't fish up there? Oh, um, it varies, but it, it it'll be probably December. Oh, okay. Yeah, end of December. In fact, last year I fished all the way to the end of the year, and I even had some days in January I could fish. Oh, nice. Yeah. We haven't seen the fall weather yet down here. It's gotten a little bit cooler, but a little bit cooler means it's only 92 at the uh, in the afternoon at the swim at swimming. So I don't know if that's that much cooler, but I know this time of year is when the fishing for me, as crazy as this might sound, actually gets a little bit tougher. Uh, Honeybee's got a good idea too, man. Where's Honeybee? I didn't see that one. Get I just put it on the screen. Yeah. Get a tailored suit or maybe some tailored pants. Hey, uh, hell, six, have, six. make something for the wifey that's a little skimply out, out <laughs> done and six cents all over. Hey, now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. You don't understand my sewing skills, apparently. <laughs> I'd have to have her make it for me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it now. <laughs> like, like sixth wouldn't be in. It'd be upside down six and a T backwards or, or H backwards or something. T backwards, the same thing. Yeah. Well, uh, Gregory, uh, where are you fishing your tournament at? Oh, so let me tell you how, what won the tournament. Uh, because at lacrosse, everybody's throwing swim jigs. Everybody's throwing chatterbaits, and the guy that won it was throwing a chartreuse spinnerbait, I believe is what he said, and a weightless Cinco. I thought, man, Steve Chapman. I mean, you could have won that. You could have won that tournament. It was one on a Cinco. I I, I catch grief for that. I don't. I, I, wow, I love a Cinco. The first thing I put on is a chatterbait. You know that. I love a chatterbait. Yeah. I think it's Knox that's in here. I'm not sure. I thought I saw maybe. uh, But, yeah, I think think when fishing gets tough that you got to put on a Cinco or a – like I weight my Cinco's because I want the weight to sink a little bit fast. I want it to, to sink faster instead of hover down. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those, uh, and, and really, <laughs> time. look at Frank, six cent suit with oh, a yeah. nice BM necklace. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. You have nailed it. You have nailed it. Oh man, that is hilarious. You old uh, ICBM necklace. Yeah. On a gold chain. No, it's got to be fishing braid. Oh yeah, fishing braid. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, 
so did, did what just out of curiosity what color was he throwing did you ask don't know don't know i didn't talk to him did you notice last week you kind of got two different theories from the champ but he kind of agreed 90% of the time color doesn't matter i mean that's the second person who said that that's like the champ okay. said it and then the week before jacob wheeler said it yeah okay but go watch what they fish with they're not just carrying one color in their boat. Uh, so, yeah, 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 whatever. I, 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 totally, I, totally, I totally agree with him. Probably 80% of the colors out there. All right, 90% of the colors then are really for the fishermen. But they're all throwing. They've all got shad colors. They've all got yeah. natural colors. They've all got dark colors. Uh, at a minimum, they've got that. Yeah, they you, and and everyone. To be honest, everyone has their their favorite. Oh man, booster, you're right. The cycle bait loops would make a fantastic necklace that you could then hang the ICBM on. Yeah, buddy, you'd have to buy a lot of cycle baits to get enough loops, though. Uh, <laughs> six cents lingerie, Ross. I got Ross's phone number. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's it's I, going back. I, did you go back and listen to him last week? Uh, yeah, and, I did. I mean, it was a great show. Earth is that dude? He's great. He's great. Yeah. I went. I tell you what, though, I went back and fit, uh, listened to uh, um, Bill Lowen again too, and his was a really good show. Yeah, Bill and Bill's just a really good dude. That that you can't get you can't get better some better people. And really, you want to you're we're you're going to quickly find out that a lot of the people that come on here, I'm going to say, are really good people. And the people that we don't have on here, there's a reason why we don't have them on here. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, it, yep. it's just, it is what it is. Yeah, well, the guy that was supposed to come on tonight, we've been having a tough time with him, but it's just yeah. because he's so he's so busy, he's so popular. You want to know what I you know, we he and I talked on Monday and he kind of hinted that we're on too late. Oh. And I thought, well, maybe we could pre-record it. Yeah, maybe we should do that with him. You yeah. know, like maybe we should do like 10 a.m. Yeah, it I he didn't come out and say it, but he did say it, and it didn't really register till I started thinking about it this morning. And and six cents long. I was I was like, oh, maybe that's what he wants. That in in all honesty, that happens with KVD too. He he doesn't like to do things in the evening. So every time I've ever had him on, uh, it was always. in the middle of the day, I can get Edwin on at any time. Uh, Jim, Edwin's one of the best. Matthew, yes, yes, I am. I, I was going to do it uh, a couple days ago, and my camera shot craps on me. So, anyway, the problem with doing a, a video where you're showing lures up close is you really need a good camera. Yes, you do. What kind of camera do you use? Just out of curiosity. It's a Lumix G9. Oh, that's a good camera. Yeah, it's a, it's a decent camera. I don't know what, what happened to it. 
so hope hopefully it's an easy fix. But this is a great camera. It focuses up close really well. That's that's what you need. Yeah, that's I don't know where my camera is. Mine's a Canon seven something. I, and my and I could get Seth, I think. Uh is yours a um mirrorless camera? Is that a mirrorless? Yeah, it's what they call the uh micro fifth third or whatever. It's mirrorless, yeah. Yeah, that helps quite a bit too. Looks like we should I guess I should be reaching out to Edwin. It looks like everyone wants Edwin on. Yeah, for sure. Okay, hold on. While we're sitting here. We know uh Paul and Nick after hunting season said he'd top on. Six cent suit, power pro, pro braid necklace, ICBM charm with cycled bait earrings. Can't get more fancy than that. That's true, Frank. That is a great point. Oh, uh, Matt Robertson, we could get him. Matt's a great dude. Matt's got like unbelievable energy. That's like Kyle Welcher. Honestly, Kyle Welcher is another dude that just is really great. Matt and Kyle, I have both those guys on. Seth, I have. I don't know if I have Seth's phone number. Now you're ma now you're making me look it up, Seth. No, I don't have Seth's phone number, so I have to, I would have to reach out to him. But I did just email Edwin for us or text Perfect. Edwin. Great. And he's one he's one of the nicest guys. Actually, if we have him on, we should ask Duke to come on, cousin Ken to come on too, because those two like. They really? Heads. Oh my God! It's great to listen to. Over what? Oh no! They they they're so close and so good, such good friends that they always busting each other's chops. Gotcha. Cool. I I I uh well I don't I don't want to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the on the, the bad end of the two of them beating me up at at a at a Bassmaster Classic one day. Wow. So it was uh, crazy. I don't, I don't booster. I don't know Pam, but we could look her up for sure. It'd be nice to have a, a woman on here. It's nice to see some of these women. There's been a couple of women on the, the the chat today. I like to see that. Other than your wife, here's, like here's another wife on there too. Here's another cool bait George sent me. Have you ever tried this? The Chase baits prop. Yeah, prop. Yeah, that's a beast bait. It is a beast, man. Look at that thing. This is a bluegill color. Uh, red ear is called yeah, the color. That uh, the guys at Chase Baits are are live right right down not too far from me. And when when I had the radio show on, they used to come on about once a year. So usually when they have new stuff come out, they're really good about sending it to me. They're, they have a, a group that works over. Uh, overseas and then they have a usa group and and they're really really good people really really good people the all the chase bait stuff i've fished with has been great too i've never had any issues with their stuff but i've never fished this one yeah that's a it's a big one man it's got this little propeller in there yeah little, like a buzz bait jointed plastic it's fairly noisy too yeah, Chase Bates made some some of the new stuff from Chase Bates that came out this year. The paddle tail and a couple of the other ones have been re are really good baits, really really good baits. I've done a couple closer looks recently, 
and I thought I had some other stuff from him, but uh, I'm not. I haven't. I don't even know what I have, to be honest. Some of this stuff is. There's so much of it, man. There's so much of the crap over here. But Chase Bates, they're good people, good guys. Cool. Can't throw that on your spinning rod. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Gregory, I uh, I have a Shimano DC Corrado, and I have the Shimano SLX DC. I throw those things all the time. Yeah, those are great lure, great reels. I should mention recently, um, uh, completely true story. I, I so there's there's different groups of Thomases, and maybe I mentioned this. There's different groups of uh, kids that swim in Thomas's uh, swim club. So there's Thomas is in a gold group, and then there's when they do so well, they go into when they get into ninth grade, they join the seniors group. And I found out that there was a a group of four kids that were that are great swimmers, and and used to be with Thomas years ago. That started on Saturdays going fishing after swimming, and I uh-huh. said. And I said to one of them, one of them's name's Charlie, who I just think the world of, and his mom and dad are beautiful people. His dad's a firefighter, and they're you know they they do all sorts. His mom's a uh, works for the school board, and she's a counselor. So I mean, he, they have a, a great family. I mean, great family. And I said to Charlie, I said, "What are you? You go you go fishing? Where do you fish?" And he goes, "Well, you know, we go over here, but we don't do very well because you know we got kind of crappy gear." And I'm like, "What? No, no." I cannot have this. <laughs> so the next day I, I called his mom and I said, you know, is all right if I give Charlie a rod and a reel? And he's, she's like, are you joking me? I'm like, I would like to give him a good rod and reel so he, he can, he can learn how to fish better. So I had just gotten some stuff in and, and I, so I brought up a brand new rod, a really expensive rod and brought up a Shimano Stratic 2,500 reel brought them line and everything else. And when I got up, I brought two rods with me. And I was like, well, tell me which rod you think you'd like. One was like an eight foot and the other one was like seven foot six. And I told him, I said, look, if you're just starting off, maybe the seven foot six is going to be a little bit better for you, a little more control. It's got a little more backbone, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, I'll take whatever you want, Mr. Steve. I'm like, you know, you don't have to call me Mr. Steve. Gave him this. His buddy hops out and he's like, oh my God, his name Danzel, who's like one of the best breaststrokers in the country. And he's like, I've been using an ugly stick. I'm like, not <laughs> anymore. You just got this brand new, you just got this brand new. two kids hop out of the pool and, and I had nothing for them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't know there were four of you <laughs> fishing. So I'm like, and I brought a big bag of stuff, all sorts of stuff. So then the next day I brought, uh, he's, I said to one of the guys, I said, what, what do you want? What do you want? And he's like, oh, I really want to learn. Oh, first off, he goes, oh, I love your channel. So then I'm like, okay, just tell me what you want. You'll get whatever you want. <laughs> uh, so then he goes, I really want to learn how to throw a, a baitcaster. So I'm like, oh, oh, you want to know? I got an extra SLX. I'll give you a rod. Put it on a, a castaway rod, a heavier duty castaway Todd Faircloth rod. Gave him that. And then the, the other kid, I gave. he just needed a reel because his dad gave him a good rod. I gave him a Shimano Stratic reel too. All in a matter of like three days. Dang. I say take a kid fishing. I'm putting the kids in fishing. Those kids scored. Yeah, it was really good. That's uh, awesome. These are great kids, so I'm I'm so happy that they're out there fishing. It, it just makes it just makes the my whole day feel so much better. 
Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, Greg, um, you know, the Trace is a swim bait, six-inch swim bait, but it's only about a half, an, an ounce and a half in weight. You don't need a big, huge specialty uh, swim bait rod for that thing. No. Um, all, you, all you need is a longer, heavy action rod, uh, and you want it with a fast tip. You don't. You probably don't want an extra fast tip. There it is. <clears throat> but you don't need to go out and buy a big fancy swim bait rod and reel yet. I wouldn't do that. I just whatever your heaviest rod is, fish it with that for a while. And if you really get into it and you're like, oh, I love this, I'm going to buy more and more swim baits. Then maybe think about think about a swim bait rod, but those are not heavy swim baits at all. Yeah, that, that <laughs> it, it helps to have a heavier rod, but in all honesty, you can get away with something that's a you know a faster action, you know, decent. Uh, yeah, decent. frog stick, honey, yeah. Bee, Mr. Bee's honey, a frog frog and rod would work just fine. Yeah, and booster, you know, if you come down, I'll give you whatever I have. There's stuff over there already. I actually wanted to give Charlie a Vanford reel. And then I was like, where do I, <laughs> do I want to give him the new Vanford? Yeah. Do I want to give him the new Stratic? And he's like, well, I'm going to do a saltwater fish. I'm like, you need the Stratic. The Stratic. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, in the back of my brain, I'm like, oh, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> just give him the Vanford. I have this extra one. And then like, I, but then I was like, okay. And then today he came over. Because he they had sw they had swim meet today and I went to see watch the swim meet and he says oh I I screwed up the the rod I go what do you mean you screwed it up he goes I put the line on backwards I'm like why would you <laughs> use mono I told you to use the braid <laughs> so I told him I said just bring it tomorrow and I'll 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 spool it for you cool so can we briefly yeah uh, no Gregory. Uh... If you have a rod that says five eighths, that's too that's too light of a rod. Yeah, you do not want to throw you do not want to throw an ounce and a half lure on a rod that's can only handle five eighths of an ounce. Mm -hmm. That you're going to be breaking guides off, and you're not going to be happy. Yeah, you're not going to be happy. And and I think really, if you have a a bait that that is that heavy, I don't think you get the right action in the bait because the rod doesn't have enough stiffness to make the bait work properly. Yeah, I, I think there that's probably true too. But for for the most part, it's all about how well it's going to cast that lure all yeah. day, every day, over and over and over again. Like Matthew says, his 13 fishing black omen 7.4 heavy rod would work good. Yeah, and it, it probably would. Yeah. But you can buy too heavy of a rod. Don't go out and buy a super mega heavy yeah. swim bait rod that's made to to throw a ten ounce swim bait because it's going to have no no ability to really hurl a one and a half ounce lure. It's going to you're you're just going to be frustrated with it. Did you see? Yeah, the yeah. Southeast? Got a new Mega Bass rod and try it. Is he sitting every? That Mega Bass makes a great. Everything Mega Bass is good. I, I wouldn't sure. say anything negative about Mega Bass. Yeah, I, I agree. Matthew's got it, Greg. Though, though, get you a, a rod that you know is good for about up to two ounces, and then you'd be fine. Yeah. 
Did you happen to see my video, The Turtle? No. So the other day I left, I don't even know what day it was. Uh, you told me about this though. This was the craziest thing I've ever I've ever seen in my life. So I, I actually wasn't going as crazy as it sound, I wasn't going fishing. You know, fishing. I went yeah. to my frog pond to to put the drone up and to get what the the bait looked like in the water. It was a rat. It was a Kahara skirted rat. And it was mm. Uh, you know, oh, it's right here. Here, here's what's left of it because there's no hooks or nothing else left. The everything broke, wow. including the rod, by the way, which sucked. But I had I was going to put the drone up, and then it started to get a little bit uh, dark, and I thought uh, I'll I'll put my good camera in a spot on the tripod, and I'll just try to focus on an area and and have the lure as close up as possible on my good camera, and just you know let it work. So I made I made one cast and it was it was just a horrible cast and I'm like oh this you know obviously it isn't me it's the bait so I, <laughs> I blamed in my head about the bait because it wasn't in, in in the you know in the camera view so then the very next cast I cast and it was it was perfect it was right next to the clump, clump of grass and it was going to come right through here and I had focused in right where I was. So I started chugging it, and I could see it just going like, like not really making big wide ones, but kind of going like this. Okay. And then out of nowhere, I could see this wake coming from behind the bait, like like a, a wake of like two, three, four inches. Oh so man! So instantly, I slowed down. I'm like, like oh. I got a, I got I, a giant I, coming. Oh, there is a giant bass coming for this thing. <laughs> So I twitched it one or two times, then out of nowhere, it just you just hear the slurp. And as soon as it slurped, I just put the wood to this thing. I mean, and then <laughs> I drag. I, I sh if it wasn't the video is only one minute because I only did a short. I should have put the drag. Just started screaming. Really? Like, Holy cow! So. Of all things, I, I do one of these bits. Look to make sure the camera is in the right spot. Real fast. <laughs> yeah, and then lift my rod up and start turning the turning the drag. It's on a spinning reel. It's on a Vanford 2500. and I'm I'm almost locking it down, but it's just screaming off. I'm like, what in the hell? So I set the hook again, and then I felt like, oh, I got it. I got the fish's face turned. So so much I think. Mm -hmm. So then as it does it. Out of nowhere, then the drag just goes, voo, 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 and I'm like, holy, <laughs> what's going on here? What is this thing? So then, you know, it wasn't like a like a normal bass, you know, bass bites, and it kind of rolls over after a few minutes in most cases. But the fish, well, the turtle never jumped out of the water, obviously. So the, the fish went straight down into the weeds. So now I'm like, you got to be joking me. And, I, and there's a couple swear words, and I, not really bad swear words, but I'm like, shit, shit, you know, don't go in the weeds, don't go in the weeds. And now I'm talking to the stupid rod, and everything. <laughs> there's nobody around. I'm having a whole conversation on what's going on. And and I'm, it just keeps diving down. And I'm like, every time it dives down, the drag is just like, it's just coming out. So then I'm like, I'm locking this thing down. So I uh -huh. locked it down, and then it started taking more line. I'm like, what in the hell? hell is going on here so now it got about 15 feet so i'm now i'm uh, with my left hand i'm adjusting 
the camera to hopefully catch where this fish is going to jump. Yeah. So it isn't a fish. And then it gets just stuck in the weeds. And I'm like, okay, I'm going in after it. I, I Cause whatever this fish is, I'm getting this fish. And <laughs> out of nowhere, it took more drag. And as it took more drag, I was able to pull it through that clump of grass. That was about okay. feet from me. Yeah. And then as it got a little bit closer, you know, I'm in the water by the way, now at this point in time. And as it gets a little bit closer, I see this like, black thing just go out of the water. I'm like, what the the hell is that? So now I grab the camera, point it directly down. Now it gets about, I don't want, I don't want to exaggerate Um, here. It might have got two and a half or three to pull it up. All I see is this giant snapping turtle. With you know is you know the nose oh, is going man. down and it's oh, yeah, facing yeah, yeah, yeah. me, yeah, 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 and it you know trying to like backpedal kind of sort of somewhat, and now a little hey came out of me because I got really scared <laughs> and I'm like because oh, I'm like I've never heard of a, a f- I mean I know they bite they go after baits but I've never seen yeah. a turtle go after a topwater bait at, while it's moving that isn't even scenting. It isn't yeah. even scented. So I start to lift it up and then out of nowhere, now I'm doing this and I'm, I'm fighting, the rod snaps. It goes, whack! <laughs> Hits me like right here. My teeth, it busts like underneath my, my lip. <clears throat> Makes me start bleeding. Oh, my goodness. And then as soon as that happened, it, it hit me, and then it must have had enough pressure on it that it, it just it, – it, there's no hooks left. It just – the hooks are in the, that fish's face. I swear to you. I, 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 at one, some point in time when I'm not so embarrassed, I will put the whole video online of the, uh, the whole – everything that I say and how scared I get, and it was – it was so funny to me, and then as it happened, the people that I that I go the fro- that's the frog pond. They said they heard me screaming up like an like a quarter mile away when it happened, and they're like, "We thought you had a girl down there with you." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" They go, "We've never heard anyone with such a high pitched down that came out of their mouth." And I was like, "Oh, oh my god!" Crazy. And then I, I drove up, and they're like, "What's wrong with you?" And I'm like, "They're like." Why do you have this mark all the way across your face? <laughs> the rod broke and slapped me in the face. That is crazy. But it was just too funny, man. It was, it was, it was. I laughed and then I thought, man, this is just, this is just my luck. Uh, sure I've had the same thing happen. Caught some really big frogs on top water. Yeah, that's one of the crazy things. You see these giant frogs that will come after top water frogs. Even they'll eat them. The worst uh, part Edwin's about catching down. Down is in can't do it or oh no, he's in, down. He, he just said tell me what Wednesday you want to do it. Oh, perfect. That's great. That is great. But that doesn't show his number, does it now? You can't I couldn't see it anyway. Yeah. It just looked like a white screen. He's one of the best, man. He and he's a tackle webs pro. Yeah. Also, you want to uh you want to talk about all our buddy 
Topwater Johnny? Looks like yeah, a lot of guys we, have been commenting. Yeah, if we can. I mean, it was it was a rough uh, rough morning. Um, yeah, for sure. I think I told you about it, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of the guys on um, – I forgot his name. Text DM me, Shannon Kirby, DM me and said, Hey, Steve, have you noticed that uh, Johnny hasn't put a, a video up in a couple weeks? And I'm like, oh, let me, let me, you know, I'm supposed to fish with him on Thursday. We talked about fishing. Let me call him and see what happened. What's, what's going on. So I, uh, I, I, I texted him and it took like 24 hours to get a, to get a response back. And I didn't get a response back from Johnny. I got a response back from his wife, Kimberly. And she said, Hey, Johnny got COVID and uh, he's in the hospital. And I said, Oh, well, I'll send a lot of prayers. So I talked to Shannon and told him, and I think I, I think I told you, but I didn't really tell anybody else. Yeah. Because yeah. I felt like it was private. It, you know, right. no offense to anybody, but it me right. to share. Right. So then I think it was, I don't even know what yeah. day it was. We, we, I, I texted him on maybe Friday. Yeah, that was, uh, that was probably, that was Wednesday. probably about four days ago or so. It seemed like that you, that you, you told me about it. Yeah. He, uh, he, you know, and, and so then on Saturday I texted, Hey, how's it going? Any updates? And she said, you know, Johnny is hopefully going to recover. And he's looking forward to go fishing with you. I'm like, cool. Tell him we'll, let's meet next Thursday if it all works out, and let's get let's let's go to our the pond we we go to. So she's like, yeah, he's really really. So I'm like, cool. So then Saturday Sunday, I don't even know what day it was. I got a text saying, hey, uh, Johnny's gotten a little worse, and he's going to ICU. And I at that point in time, I was. I'll be honest. I was a little scared. I was really scared. I talked to my wife about it, and she said, "Look, if he's going in there, they're going to give him a bunch of steroids and a bunch of stuff, and hopefully everything works out." And then uh, I didn't hear anything Monday or Monday, Monday or Tuesday, and then this morning, really early, I got I got a phone call from his wife Kimberly, and she had said, uh, "Topwater John, Johnny had passed away," and it was kind of more like more or less like, "Wow, this is really weird." This yeah. is really weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Johnny and I, uh, jo I actually met Johnny when I used to do the radio show. Johnny used to want to, he used to call in to try to get, you know, a little bit of plug on the radio, that kind of stuff. And I would answer, mm -hmm. I'd answer the call and, and go, you know, Hey, do my thing, do a little interview and then go tell everybody about your channel, blah, blah, blah. But we didn't really know each other. He was just, he was just one of the guys that was a big fan of the radio show. Mm -hmm. And then when I found out that he lived in Claremont I had, and started watching his channel, I, I, I said to him, Hey, we should go fishing together. And, and, and I have that, I have the frog pond where I just caught that turtle. Most of the time that frog pond is a great place for, to go top water fishing. You can catch mm -hmm. them on lizards or whatever, but majority of the time, if you bring a frog out there, you're going to get 10 or 12 or 15 bites. It's just stacked with little bass. So I'd said, hey, you should come to this frog pond. It'd be great to do some collaborations. And and then it, we met and I think we I, we met and went fishing and it was it was like like a brother. I mean, it was like when you and uh -huh. I talk. There yeah, yeah. There isn't anything there. You make fun of each other. You have fun. 
Yeah. But it was it was always uh, you know, he would tell me, I'm doing this and this and this and this and this is how I'm getting so many subscribers, and I'd be like, Oh, great. You know, and then my, we I would tell him how <laughs> I was doing, and then usually we'd go fishing and he would go one way and I'd go the other way. And then I would we'd be screaming back at each other at the pond, probably pissing <laughs> off everybody. Not how are you doing? But Johnny was one of those guys that he would say to you, I'm coming out there to fish top water only. I mean, it, it was all he would do. I would I would bring DOA worms for him and hand him I would hand him the so I get him in like a hundred a uh, hundred count bag. Yeah. I, when, I, when I call I, I call DOA and I say, I need a I need black and blue worms and I need I need the I need the Cinco's and I need the eight inch worms. And they would they send me I don't even know how many they send me. They send me bags. And then I would hand him a, I would hand him a bag and say, you need to fish these. You need, and he would, I'm not fishing a worm ever. And I would outfish him. I bet you I outfished him every time, every time, but once using a worm or a chatterbait or whatever, but he would always religiously use that topwater bait. He'd always have some crazy ass lure that I'd be like, that thing is never going to catch a fish. <laughs> uh, like those bird ones that have those weird wings that point. Oh yeah. Forward. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and then the next thing you know, he'd be catching them in front of me. I'd be like, I can't believe that thing works. But he was just one of those guys that was really um, honest. He was a motivational speaker. So when you when you talk to him, he always was always trying to build you up. Like it was always – it was never about him. It was always about you. Like mm -hmm. you would talk to him and he'd be like, you know, how's – you know, Thomas would be in the car and he'd open the door and start talking to Thomas. Thomas, you need to do this, this, and this when you're swimming. And he was just, uh, just one of those guys that just was, it was all about everybody else, but him. Huh. And, uh, you know, you, you know, there's very few people like that. I mean, even I, I, I start talking to people and I instantly start talking about Thomas. I mean, I'm just such a proud dad and we all are, but, um, Johnny was just one of those guys. It was it was every because we fished every Thursday, majority of the time Thursday mornings. It was he he and his wife had Wing Wednesday, and he would. It was the only <laughs> thing he would brag about is he was sure he could beat me at any competition, food cooking wise, for a wing. He's like, I have perfected <laughs> wings, and I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure I can beat you. You know, you know, I, you, you, just, you start that yeah. competitive Steve, and I'm I'm right into it right away. So it was, uh, it was really sad to hear that, uh, that he died and, and, uh, I know his wife's going through a really tough time. And then today when, when she and I talked, she was like, I don't know how to tell his, not his story, but his followers about what yeah. happened. And I said, mm -hmm. you know, I, I can do it and just go through the whole thing and, and, and I did the video and then she called me and she was, she was like, this thing ever, I've never heard someone speak so highly of Johnny in my life. And, uh, it was know. a great, great tribute video. You did a great job on it. He's just, a, it was just a good dude. I mean, he just really was, uh, it was, and I, I didn't, didn't really go through it too much at, at iCast or iCOVID cause it was a super spreader. He was the only person, he was one of like six people that I ever saw that had mass, a mask on, but he had three of them on. I mean, <laughs> and, and literally every time I saw him, I'm like, are you breathing that stuff? I mean, are you getting oxygen? And he, and he would bust my chops. And then uh, when he went to the, the, the Tackle Web's whiteout party, he had, he had two 
masks on there and he was he was very careful about uh you know making sure he was ha uh, that he was trying to stay safe dang that's uh, a shame so it was really it was really crazy to hear that he he got it and that and he, he you, passed from it you said he wasn't vaccinated though right yeah he was he was just his wife wasn't really happy that i put that in there but she she was scared that people were gonna like knock him because he wasn't and i told her anybody that would i would delete the comment and uh nobody has everyone's been very respectful and yeah. there were there's a lot of people that uh really enjoyed his channel and really enjoyed him and felt like they knew him because of the videos that he's done so mm -hmm. it was it was it was actually a hard video to do I, I yeah i actually i don't mind admitting it i uh i did the first one and i got a little bit emotional and I thought, oh, I'm not sure I should, I'm not sure I should post this. Mm -hmm. So then I went back and redid it. And of course I had a list of things of notes and I forgot the notes. So <laughs> then the, the second version was much more abbreviated. And uh, it was, it, you know, it was just, it was just me t speaking from the heart. That's all it was. Yeah, yeah Alan, he did he a did really, really nice, nice tribute video to Top Water John on his channel today. So you can go there and watch it and get, get your fit on channel. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I didn't, I didn't know Top Water Johnny, but I did get to know him a little because of you. Uh, and, uh, and he would come on here all the time. Yeah, he'd come on and comment and stuff. And that's, that's all I knew about him. Uh, but uh, I was looking forward to getting to know him because I'm going to come down there at some point and fish with you. It's really and, funny. There's a story that you don't know about him in you. Oh, really? So I don't even remember when uh, you and I talked about doing this. Yeah. And, and I think we did it one Wednesday, and then the next day I went fished with Johnny. Oh. And he got there, like, insane early. It pissed me off he got there so early because he fished <laughs> the corner that I want to fish. <laughs> and I pull into this place, and he's over my corner. I'm like, What? And I said, what time did you get here? So every time we would fish, didn't matter who was there early, we'd always walk back to where the cars were, and then we'd talk for 30, 40 minutes and then fish. Really, there was probably more talking than fishing in a lot of instances. But the, we had done the first week of that, and, and I went, and, and he was really early. He, he complained about Steve always arriving late. Yeah, I was always late. I mean, <laughs> uh, there's probably a little bit of truth to that, Booster. Um, so... So we, I get there and we're, we're sitting there talking. He's like, when did you, when did you decide to do this new podcast with Mr. Bass? And I said, well, he reached out to me and I thought it was a great idea. And we have a lot of the same things. And he goes, I was going to ask you to do a podcast with me. I go, well, I can't do that anymore. I've already got somebody lined up. So I'm, I'm only doing one and that's it. And then he, he, he pissed him off so bad. He's like, really? I'm like, Really, I can't do two things. I don't have the voice for it. Uh, I, I'm trying to get out of this. And then he's like, uh, I said to him that later that day, he said, you know, if you need me for anything, I'm there to do it. But he's like, <laughs> yeah, we should be doing a podcast. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to do another one. Yeah, it's a lot for sure. <clears throat> so, yeah. But he always loved all your stuff. He did. We, we talked about We talked about you. We talked about a bunch of. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the Guggen guys, which is weird because the Guggen guys don't even post videos anymore, it doesn't seem like. So I don't know if, know if anyone's missing the Guggen guys' videos these days. Uh, uh, it is but, interesting. It is interesting. I don't know that I've ever met a guy 
like Topwater Johnny that literally only fishes one technique. I do, I do have a buddy that mostly fishes a lizard, you know, but he'll sprinkle other stuff in if the lizard's not working. Uh, I've never seen someone just adamant and say, no, this is my, this is what I do. I only fish topwater and that's all I'm going to fish. And you are not going to put a worm in my hand. Uh, it was uh, today. The guys from Thunderhawk called me to tell me all the, the new stuff that they have coming out. And I was like, oh, this is great. I can't wait to get it and blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, they said, they said, oh, I'm, you know, just wanted to say, give my condolences to topwater Johnny. And, and I said, you know, the only bait I ever saw him use that wasn't a topwater bait was that soft plastic bait from from Thunderhawk. And and I said, there's a there's a kind of a funny story behind it. We had went fishing this pond and we couldn't catch anything for three straight weeks. Worm didn't work. A lizard didn't work. Nothing. And I was like, there might not, you know, we we might be getting our the wool pulled over us. There's no way there's bass in this pond. And then we've caught like the biggest bluegill known to man, like a two and a half pound bluegill. And I said to him, I said, wait a minute, hold on. We might be fishing the wrong stuff. I said, we need to start using that Thunderhawk, Thunderbelly or like swim baits. So he was like, bring me, bring me as many Thunderbellies as you can. I'm like, okay, I'll bring you a bunch. And so the only bait I ever saw him catch a bass on that wasn't a topwater was a Thunderbelly. What and, do you know? And and it was that one day, and then after that, he's like, I'm never using it again. <laughs> I'm topwater Johnny. Man. I'm <laughs> the topwater. Uh, Booster says he, he he saw he did a 12-inch man's jelly worm video. I'll have to watch that because I throw the yeah. man's jelly worm. That's a good worm. I gave him those, I think, years some time ago. I used to call him and, and, and FaceTime him and say, what do you want on the, this on the shelf here? And he goes, bring this and bring this and bring this. <laughs> and then I just put them all in a big bag. And then I would, when we got to the place, I just hit the button in the back of the door and he would grab it and put it in his car. And uh, he's the one that showed me that, uh, I think it's out in the, on the outside, that, that Captain Ken's dragonfly. And uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, and honestly, I wouldn't have gotten one if, if, uh, Johnny didn't go. You got to make one for Steve. I mean, it's ridiculous that you're you're blowing Steve off for two years. So yeah, yeah. Well, he'll be missed. It's uh, man, COVID sucks. Yeah, COVID does suck. It's really unfortunate. And someone put in, I don't even know where it was. Uh, the vaccine won't stop the virus because my grandmother was fully vaccinated and wore a mask and passed away from COVID. Sorry to hear that, Frank. Yeah, the, I mean, hopefully the vaccine just – I think the vaccine is there just to hopefully help you. It's not, not a guarantee. It's obviously yeah. – it's not a guarantee. And 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 let me make this very clear. <laughs> I think you agree with this. If you want to be vaccinated, that's great. If you don't want to be vaccinated, that's great too. It is your decision on what you want to do. That Absolutely. Is, I, don't, I don't condone it. I don't miscondone or whatever that is. You do what you want to do. And that's, that's how I feel about it. Yep. I totally agree on that point. And, uh, you know, I kind of had mixed feelings about it for a long time. I didn't want to do it and I didn't, didn't think I would ever do it. And then I had some close friends die from it. And, uh, I kind of rethought, you know, I thought, no, I think I am going to do this. I'm, I'm kind of at that prime age where it seems like a lot of people are starting to 
it's starting to impact them big time. And so yeah. I went ahead and did it and yeah. I don't regret, I don't regret getting it. Yeah. yeah and the really, I, the reason I did it was so I could be on the, uh, uh, so I go to Thomas's swimming stuff. You, you weren't going to be allowed on the deck if you didn't, if you weren't vaccinated. So that was, it was a, it was a no brainer for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of the same way. I got it. I survived it. It, man, hopefully it, it does its job. Yeah. Yeah. And again, my thoughts and prayers and everything go out to uh, the whole Topwater Johnny family and friends and, uh, <clears throat> you know, it was it was a it was a rough morning. It was a rough morning. Matthew, I didn't feel bad at all getting the vaccine. I know there have had some people that had had some reactions to it. Uh, the only thing for me was the first shot. I had a sore arm, and I had a little bit of a headache the next day. And the second shot, I didn't feel anything. Not a problem at all. So I think it's just every person's different. You know, every person reacts differently, and so who knows. Yeah. I felt uh, I got the shot and I felt bad for about eight hours. And yeah. to, be, to be honest, I slept for six of the eight. <laughs> yeah. So it was yeah. like, I just took an extended uh, super nap. And then and the next thing I know, I was like, uh, I'm ready. Actually, I had so much energy after it. I felt like something was going, like I was on crack or something. I'm not like I've ever done crack, but I was like bouncing off the wall. I'm like, wow. holy cow. No. Yeah, I was slightly worried. I'd heard about side effects and stuff, but I didn't have any. I, I felt felt fine. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> anyway, it was like I said, it was a it was a bat. It was a rough morning, and and I know he's up there top. He's fishing right now. Uh, he's fishing with the the man, top water fishing. That's for sure. That's for sure. Absolutely. Well, our prayers are with his wife and his family, and man, I. I Golly, I just hate the thought that she's got to go through that now. Yeah. Just, yeah. just terrible. Yeah. Uh, you don't wish it on anybody. No. You, you really don't. It's it's a sad thing. And, uh, you know, I don't even know what to say. It was, it was like I said, it was tough. And, and then making the video was kind of like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You could tell that. You could tell that. I think that's why the video was so good. Is you know it'd, it'd have been different if it'd been somebody like us that don't like me that don't really know him. But yeah. The fact that you had a personal relationship with him, I think, really meant a lot. Yeah. BB Outdoors <laughs> says hello, Bass Box Outdoors, our boy. Yeah. How's it going, man? So uh, we were going to talk about fall transition, but do we next Wednesday would be great. What topics oh. do we want to talk about? Can you send me an email on details? Oh, so do we want to push out to two weeks and do Edwin next week? Yeah, for sure. Let's do that. Okay. Edwin's next week. Awesome. And I don't think he can get much better than Edwin. No, Edwin Evers. Come on, dude. He is the man. Uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, I definitely am excited about that. That should be a good show. So, Tell me what's because it seems like I've talked for a lot tonight. Uh, tell me what's going on on the channel in the next the next little bit. Any unboxings? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got my lucky tackle box showed up. I know you guys want to see what's in that. Oh, I so badly want to see what's on. Yes, that one. yeah, I'll I'll give you 
I'll give you a little teaser. Woo! So hold on. Hold on. So that they're still in business? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got this it in the mail. Like I can't tell. I got it in the mail. So they're still shipping. And uh, I got my two six cent sacks. I'm sorry that they're late because of the stupid camera deal. I got to figure a solution out on that tomorrow. I also bought, and I'm going to do an unboxing and a rigging video of this thing here. The 10,000 fish fishing kit. I like kits. Uh and so I was like, I wonder what's in the 10,000 fish fishing kit. I haven't opened it yet, so I don't know. But I'm going to do a video on that. I've also got a really cool backpack that one of my buddies uh, on the channel sent me to do a video on. I'm going to do a video on that and then send it back to him. I also did a video on the Biospawn, the Biospawn Essentials Kit. Really? And, what's uh, in that? You'll have to watch the video to see. It's pretty cool. That one I've never heard of. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I got going on this week. And I changed from Monster Bass for one month of Rush Tackle. And I'm not sure I made the oh. right decision. Oh, yeah, I haven't tried Rush Tackle. That's a new one I need to try. Um, I'm still waiting on the uh, Hendrix to show up. And then I've got some unboxing videos. I've got some Tackle Warehouse stuff. Uh, that I need to do an unboxing video on. And I've got, uh, I've also got some swim baits that I need to unbox. So I'm going to do a video on that. So, so just humor me here. D didn't you order the stuff from tackle warehouse? So you kind of know what's in the box, don't you? Yeah, I know what's in that. Yeah. And I've, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I know what that is. I ordered that stuff. I bought that stuff for me. But I'm going to do an unboxing video on that because the guys love to see that. I'm still waiting on your box to show up. I'm going to do an unboxing video on that when it gets here. And uh seems like there was one other one I was going to do. Can't remember what it was now. But anyway. What? If you... Have you have you opened up any of those ones like Lucky Tackle Box? Have you looked at all at Lucky or any of those ones? No, no, yeah. I haven't. No. Yeah, I, I you're saw, just dying to know what's in there. I mean, I was told I was told on Monday that they weren't they were in in business, and now right, that you're getting, I know for a fact they are in business. All right, let's crack it open. Let's no, don't it don't open. do it on my thing. Frank said Rush Tackle scammed me. That doesn't make me feel very good. Sorry, Frank. <laughs> Uh, okay. All right, I won't, uh, I'll kind of just do this number. All right. They've still got their lucky wrapping paper along with their lucky sticker. And they've got, all right. Show us, the, show us one bait. Okay. What do you think the best bait in there is? All right, let me look here. No, no, wait a minute. Show, don't show us the best because that'll ruin some of the suspense. How about showing us the one you think, maybe not the worst, but you're not happy with? Okay. I think that because then everything can be pot up from there. Do you know what All I mean? All right, here's here's one I'm definitely not happy with. 
If it's longer hunt, I agree. <laughs> no, it's producto. Oh yeah, they've done, they've pulled this crap before, and these things are these things are old. And part of why you know they're old. Look, the packaging's starting to curl up. The the print on the on the labels fading out. And, uh, you know, we know about Producto. They're just not yeah. what you'd call. It's not the it's not best. terrible. It's not terrible, but it's just not, you know. Yeah, it's not a real quality, you know. Smells interesting. It's scented. They used, it's they scented. used to be made in Sanford right next to me. Super um, soft, high floaters. Um. It's not that they're necessarily bad. It's just I know they're old. They're old. You know, these are not. These are not. Let's see. Uh, so so there's two soft plastics in here, and then there's uh, there are some swim baits. Okay. And then, there, I mean, soft swim baits. Then there's two hard baits, and then there's uh, a jig. And some net heads. Okay. Well, it sounds all right. Almost everything in this, it just looks like. <laughs> it's like my. Oh, man. Hey, I'll tell you what. If you're down on monster bass, just start getting lucky, and you're going to oh, love monster bass. I'm not, I, I, yeah, you'll really love it. Lucky is so much better. I mean, they, monster, monster Bass is so much better than Lucky. It's not even close. Alan asks, do they put the best baits in there, Steve? No. No. They don't even put... It's geez. like these ones. I got these ones off Amazon. What the hell? How I canceled there? Lucky. That's how bad Lucky is. I canceled Lucky. And I don't know how many more I'm getting. Maybe this might be my last one, but they're terrible. I got these two... <laughs> Those two and this one that really looks like, oh my gosh, this looks like the Monster Bass one. It looks a little fatter though. Yeah, it is a little fatter, a little bigger mouth. I got all those from Amazon for $7.99. And I can tell you, they don't swim upright. They swim like this. Yeah, yeah, jeez. Hooks stink, but I, I at some point in time, I'll, that's a video I'm not even sure. Uh, I'll... Matthew's okay, right. So. It does kind of look like a Pop Max. That's what I was thinking. There's certain videos that just take too long. Backpack. What is this? Nathan says, yeah, so, uh, you know, it was... Texas Huntsman's like, you got to show us, show us the lures, show us the lures. Yeah. Uh, man, so, I got to yeah. keep some suspense because. Yeah, you got to do I, that. I might be the last person on the planet that gets lucky tackle box. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> there is so much truth to that. <laughs> oh, man. They, they only have five. Hey, seconds. look at Alan. That popper is from Repainto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good name for a lure company. Repainto. The best thing about the $7 thing is the, the package that the lures came in. 
Repainto lures. Wow, you even get a tackle box with those lures, man. Uh, that's high class. It says made in China. Like I like I was questioning where they were made from. Yeah, before. that's a shock. Uh, uh, guys, I am designing a swim bait for Monster Bass. Any requests for things that you, that you guys would like on it? It'll Interesting. Be Good it's luck. It's going to be that. a multi-jointed. Hey, dude, if you want to know uh, what I think is just an absolute amazing multi-jointed bait that I would duplicate if I could figure out how to do it, is the Mike Buka Baby Bull baits. Those things are amazing. Uh, the problem, the problem with trying to, the problem with trying to duplicate that is there's no way you could come up with something as good. I, I mean, not to ins not insulting you, man. I just think he has perfected that lure so well that it would really be hard to duplicate it. But something along those lines, man, I think is just awesome. There's a couple good. There's some swim baits out there that are really, really good. I mean. Patrick made one years ago uh, that was unbelievable. Uh, I don't even know the name of it. There, he has another one coming out soon that that could be pretty spectacular too. Um, that you know, those are like the, the what are you laughing at? <laughs> oh, text, text, dude. You or something else, Texas man. Huntsman's on fire tonight. He, he is on fire. On fire. <laughs> oh man! Fish in the southeast. I I hope. Uh, I, I wish <laughs> the best of luck. Make sure it sim shimmers as it as it as it floats downward. Uh, make sure it has that little bit of a shimmer, and that it, it always it doesn't go nose down or or tail down. Make sure it floats. You know, has that right thing. That would be my first thing on them, and make make sure it just. It can swim at any action, at any speed, because that's unbelievably important. Frank, I agree with you, man. Those bull shads and bull gills are amazing for the price. Yeah. I mean, they just are. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm not sure what Mark, I'm not sure what Mark's asking. He wants a hat. Uh, you a Mr. Bass hat? Yeah, he's a he's a bat guy. I need I need to get some Mr. Bass hats made. I'm gonna do that. Don't tell Rick. I asked you guys. I'm gonna get in trouble. Yeah, you don't. He he. Well, we we spent 45 minutes on the phone the other day, and I think it was. Well, I don't know how well. In my opinion, it wasn't. It, I was happy to see they made the change on the website, but uh, I just gave him my I just gave him my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I I, I uh, really uh, have no issues with Rick or Monster Bass, either yeah. one. I wish um, him the best. I, I think he's, like you said, he's a marketing genius, and the, some of the stuff he does, I, I honestly believe there is nobody in the subscription business that is better connected to his customers than he is. I mean, he's always online and connecting through social media with his customers, in a way that I don't think any other any other company owner is doing in in, in his segment. There can and, be there can be a problem with having too much of that though, because being proud and and of the product that you're putting out is wonderful. But sometimes you're so invested in that product that maybe you don't see it. 
you can't it's like your your child your child never does anything wrong yeah yeah but really your child's smoking crack in the back of the room and and buying and end up women you know so there is sometimes you gotta take a step back and go you want to know maybe i need to look at what's going on because you know he caught truth be told he caught a lot of grief from my video he, yeah yeah he mentioned it to me he said there were companies that went that came to him and said hey you need to something needs to happen here i will say i had five companies come to me and i had nine of his pro staff uh direct message me and say look this is what's going on and i and pretty much i told most of them i i appreciate it but i don't care i'm not what happens in there has no effect on my opinion of what's in that box well you so, could be you could be right about that but i think uh that the way he's connected to his customer base, uh, that, that there's got to be more positives than there are negatives. I mean, you're right; it's his baby, and it, it would be hard to hard to see the negatives. But he's he's got more access to real customer feedback. That you know, he there are so many people he's connected to now. There's a lot of them that love the product and are and are really going to tell him how much they love it, but. There are other people who uh, he's probably getting more real world feedback, good and bad, both that that really in some ways are better than about any market research you could get any other way. But and, but you have to listen to those market research. Yeah, you got to listen to it. He admitted he should have never put another fat bastard in the in the box. Yet we've seen it three times. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, well. No it still, it still may, uh, it still may have helped him because uh, uh, it's kind of like you and I talk. Who knows how much of that stuff he had in inventory that he's got to go through and get, you know? But maybe we will see that that uh, he he will make a fat bastard change. Yeah, the and, fat bastard won't be in the thing. But the, the whole thing is, don't tell us how great it, it is, and then go back and say, I took so much grief on this, and it isn't a good product. But then tell us that you're putting the best baits in the bot in the bag every month. See, there's too many contradictions. Yeah, yeah. The right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing, and at some point in time, someone's just you just gotta you have to be honest and go. I'm calling this out. I mean, look at what uh, Vic does with FTC. I mean, there's if you think yeah. Rick does some a lot, Vic at FTC quadruples what Rick does. Mm-hmm. I mean. You mean you mean uh, quadruples is in and what connecting with the customer? Yeah, because he calls you right off the bat and yeah. says, "Look, yeah. this is what, what. How do you fish?" Right. And and you know I understand you have to make money and stuff like that, but it's, there is there is a happy medium to this. And you know, like I said, he changed the website. I'm very happy about that. Obviously, I had an influence on it. Uh, I had an influence on a bunch of people that canceled, and I didn't mean it to be that way. I was just being honest, uh, and mm. you know, it is what it is. I'm, I, I just like I told him, if if Vic sent me a box that was like what I I got this month, I would say it the same exact thing, uh, and that's the truth. So, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously, uh, there's a lot, a lot of good things about Monster Bass, and we hope they just get better and better. I hope so. I really um, do hope so. 
I think he has the he has the the foundation to to be one of the best. Be one of the best. Absolutely. Uh, and I think, I think that he has, and he has the love for his product that will continue to drive him to be more and more successful. And and that you can't say that about Lucky Tackle Box or or there's sure. a lot of them that you can't say that about. That's so, for sure. Yeah, that's the key to it. And I wish him I wish him all the best. And really, it's nice to hear that he, you know, he wanted to talk Sunday and it just wasn't working. That he he has enough to to call and talk to you face to face or not face to, you know over the phone and yeah. hear someone that will be, uh, you know, that's that's very hard on what they they did they do, and really really him changing the website makes me think you know, they're obviously making some changes right off the bat. So that's good stuff. So fish in the Southeast is saying there, it's going to be some balsa. That'll be, that'll be cool. That'll be awesome. Yeah. And, and I think they're about to go into Walmart and a whole bunch of other places. Oh, too. are they? Yeah. I'm under that impression. Maybe I'm saying mm. something I should have, but who cares? Well, uh, that I think the point you made earlier, though, is a good one, and that is once we start seeing some of their products sold places other than just their own website, that's going to make a difference. It's going to change the opinion, I think, of a lot of people. Yeah, that, that will help drastically. Having it someplace like Tackle Warehouse and those kind of things. <laughs> I think, though, I, I hope that Fishing the Southeast is creating the bait from start to finish, and that would be wonderful instead of just going, I want that lure, and I want that lure in a, a different paint job. I think there's something to be said to, to making a lure from start to finish and and having that having all the little minor technical stuff that uh, that comes with making your own lure. So hopefully it's uh, hopefully it all works out. That is awesome. If monster bass baits are going to be in Walmart, yeah, that's going to be great for the product. Great for tackle, the company. Tackle warehouse. Tackle webs is in is going to be in Walmart soon. Sweet. All right. Well, dude, we're out of time. Two hours come and gone. Yep. Never get them back. Yeah, well, we just wasted two hours of y'all's time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for hopping on, guys, and chatting with us. Hit that like button if you would. Share the videos. It'd be even better. And comment. We appreciate all your support. It means a lot to us. We really thank you a ton. Next week, Edwin Evers. Spread the word, Edwin Evers, and we'll we'll uh, – our graphics master, Steve, will get us some stuff we can put on social media and remind you guys. Yes. Hopefully we have E squared out. That's going to be great. In fact, I want to think think here for, for a little bit, uh, Steve, on some things we could ask him to be prepared for. Uh, yeah. I'll shoot you a message on that. I think that would be really fun. Yeah, and if anybody has uh, questions that they want asked, you know, direct message us or email, whatever. Yeah. And we'll uh, hopefully get to them. We, we, we got to, you got to kind of, we're kind of on this whole, like an hour, hour and 10 minutes with the per, the interview person. Right. Right. We're not going to go to full two hours, but yeah. Uh, and if you want to, uh, if you want to get in on the spend to win show Sunday night, 
I will be back on. I, I, uh, barring unforeseen conditions, I will definitely be there Sunday night, 8 p.m. All right. Have a good one, guys. Steve, wrap us up. Take your kid fishing, get your fish on, and your turn. Happy fishing. Bye-bye. <laughs>